Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. This Labor Day, I'm asking this question: What is the future for work and workers? It's day 92 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India, and we are reporting 35,365 cases with 1,152 deaths. Today the government announced a further 2 week extension to the lockdown taking it to mid may for now that will make it at least 50 days that the majority of indians will not have been able to go to work tonight i want to think about how they have been doing and what happens now the vast majority of indians have no job security or benefits according to the most recent labor statistics 25% of rural households and 12% of urban households rely on casual labor as their main source of income. So these are almost certainly people who would have made nothing at all for the last 38 days at least. Then over 40% of those in urban areas are now in regular or salaried jobs, which you would hope would be more stable jobs that remain protected through this lockdown and the recession that is bound to follow. But that is not the case. Over 70% of salaried employees in the non-agricultural sector had no written contracts which means that firing them will be easy for an employer. The most common mode of employment is self-employment. But this too is not the sort of entrepreneurial business that the term tends to conjure. Most of the self-employed in urban areas are solo workers who work 55 to 56 hours a week and make around 14000 rupees per month. So they're probably largely vendors, and they've been hit hard too. Nor is there much in the bank to rely on as a buffer. The median rural family had under four lakh rupees in total assets, including house and land, while the median urban family had under six lakh in total assets, including all their household possessions and their house. All of these numbers are particularly true for the most marginalized communities, including Dalits and Adivasis. The crisis is also likely to affect women disproportionately. Academics who have studied past pandemics including Ebola, Zika, SARS, swine flu and bird flu report that deep and persistent effects on gender equality. Anupama Mehta of the National Council for Applied Economic Research wrote in an article in the Pioneer recently. According to Julia Smith, a health policy researcher at the Simon Fraser University, these outbreaks affected everyone's incomes. but men's incomes returned to what they had made pre-outbreak faster than women's incomes this outcome is compounded by the already existing wage discrimination in many sectors ms mehta writes so there's no doubt that 50 days under lockdown is going to devastate these families and we already have data from multiple studies showing that virtually every household surveyed has taken a big hit to their income The most worrying part is that these 50 days are from all accounts just the beginning of the huge blow to livelihoods that is coming up. When I spoke to the economist John Dres about the issue of stranded migrants, he also pointed out that the prospects for what happens after these poor migrants return to their villages is also very grim. Sooner or later they'll find a way of getting home which is mainly in yeah. states like Bihar and Jharkhand and Orissa mm. and from the poorest states of India, mm. and then those states are going to experience a huge excess, uh, a huge surplus of labor, right. because for quite some time, uh, these people are not going to be 
ready to leave their homes again. They're going to be too scared of being caught in a lockdown or being maltreated, right. of losing their jobs again. So they're probably going to hang around and try to find some work, but there's mm-hmm. very little work in those parts. Unless right. they have some land, and of course they can do their farming and so on. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, they are basically going to look for whatever wage labor is available there, right. of which there is very, very little, maybe a little bit in construction or something. Right. And uh, after that, they will be looking for survival activities, you know, like pulling a rickshaw, getting wood from the forest and selling it in the market and so on. Yeah. And the earnings of these survival activities are going to crash because there are so many people trying to do the same things. Yeah. So this is going to be a really a very difficult situation. For those people, one has to come to terms with the fact that they are going to depend for quite a while, mainly on various forms of government support for their right. survival. So what could longer term support look like? One suggestion is a basic income transfer, but there is the issue of cash transfers actually reaching people. According to the World Bank's Global Findex Database 2017, while 80% of adults had a bank account in 2017, just 43% of them had made a withdrawal in the past year. The National Rural Employment Guarantee Scheme, commonly known as NAREGA, which has been allowed to restart work if work sites follow social distancing norms, could also be an important pillar. Writing in the Indian Express today, Nikhil Day and Aruna Roy, two labor stalwarts of the Mazdoor Kisan Shakti Sangathan, recommended that the scheme be expanded to offer any adult as many days of guaranteed work as she requires at minimum wage and also be extended to urban areas. What definitely should not happen is the crisis becoming an opportunity to squeeze labor further in the recovery process. Several state governments have amended laws, and in some cases not even spelt out which laws they are working under, to increase the number of weekly working hours for labour to 72 hours to aid in the recovery process. While some will pay overtime for the excess hours, others will pay desperate workers regular wages for inhumanly long work hours. In a fascinating Twitter thread, Business Standard journalist Somesh Jha notes that the struggle for decent hours is at the heart of the origin story of May Day, and in India, Ambedkar championed the eight-hour workday. As the novel coronavirus rampages across the country, it shouldn't in its wake leave our basic human rights in ruins. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.